brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Welcome to Under the Dome, the State Journal Register's podcast about state government and politics. This is Bernie Schoenberg, uh, political writer and columnist for the SJR. Uh, talking with me today, as usual, Doug Finke, our State House uh, correspondent. Doug, how you doing? Doing well, Bernie. Doug, it looks like, unlike some past years, we now have a state budget, and you are the state budget expert in our shop. So tell us about it. Well, uh, we have a state budget as in previous years. What uh, we didn't have is a big signing ceremony. Usually that's uh, uh, occasion for the governor to uh, sit down with the legislators who helped uh, negotiate it and uh, hand out souvenir pens and what have you. Thanks to the coronavirus, we didn't have a signing ceremony this year. He just quietly uh, uh, signed it into law uh, along with the uh, a companion bill called the uh, Budget Implementation Act that makes all the pieces work together. Uh, the the key component of this uh, new budget is that it allows the state to borrow up to uh, five billion dollars from the Federal Reserve uh, to make things work. Uh, that was a real uh, point of contention among Republicans who did not support the budget. Uh, many of them said that this is uh, uh, you know putting the state's faith in the federal government coming through with some additional assistance uh, for states who have been hard hit by the economic downturn from the coronavirus. And uh, that trust or that faith may be uh, misplaced. Uh, given the history of Washington, uh, they may have a point, but we'll have to see. Right. And of course, we have a Democratic governor who has not been shy from time to time about criticizing President Trump. Um, of course. Although I will say that uh, in the past, uh, uh, according to Pritzker anyway, uh, when he's uh, been critical of uh, the president, that's when the state has gotten results from things. So right. we'll yeah. see if that continues to pan out. Right. Now, we know that Republicans reacted negatively when our Senate president, Don Harmon, sent a letter uh, to members of Congress from Illinois asking for a bunch of assistance from the state, and he mentioned that they could use $10 billion for pensions. Even Dick Durbin, a, a Democratic U.S. Senator, said wasn't probably really smart to talk about Illinois' pension problem in this context as you're seeking more federal largesse. Uh, on the other hand, the Pritzkers of the world would argue all states are going to need some help, but uh, there was also a pretty good or at least better than expected uh, federal jobs report the other day when two and a half million jobs were created after a few months of these horrible declines. 
Uh, and that seemed to take away some of the impetus for the next phase of federal funding. So I guess it looks still tenuous that the state will get the kind of money from the feds to uh, pay back a loan like this that um, the state budget counts on. Right. And that's exactly what the, the Republicans were making an issue about is, uh, uh, you know, we're, we're essentially balancing the state budget on uh, the premise that we're going to get something from the federal government that is far from certain. And uh, uh, we'll just have to see how it plays out. Uh, it's it's still early. Um, we don't know. Uh, we had a good one good jobs report. That does not mean that uh, the economy has revived. And in fact, any number of uh, people will talk about the fact that there are untold numbers of jobs that uh, are gone now and will probably never come back, or at least not for uh, a number of years. So uh, it's possible that uh, the next jobs report will uh, uh, jolt Washington back into thinking that states need more assistance than they've gotten so far. Right. Uh, well, this, you know, it, it has been an amazing year. We we're going to look back on 2020 as a year of uh, just kind of unbelievable disruption from normal life. Of course, there's been the coronavirus and uh, the governor who had, uh, you know, dozens of days where he had 2.30 in the afternoon updates to Illinois. He's, he stopped doing that regularly. He has been making the rounds, though. Uh, as another national crisis has hit, or national certainly discussion, um, which uh, followed the uh, death of George Floyd, who was a man in Minneapolis, uh, who was, um, his neck was, you know, knee, there was a, a knee on his neck by a policeman there who's now been charged with second degree murder. Uh, and all over the country and the world, people have been demonstrating against uh, police brutality. Uh, the governor came to Springfield this week uh, and actually uh, met with uh, a roundtable discussion at Union Baptist Church. I believe that uh, one of the big demonstrations in Springfield, I believe the three organizers of one of the big demonstrations in Springfield, which are all high school students, Elijah Davis, if I'm pronouncing it right, Ariana Fairley and Nikeela Henderson were there, uh, as were Alderman Sean Gregory and Doris Turner. And the governor is talking about the need uh, in Springfield and other places for uh, changes in how police do their business. There are some people in the street saying um, uh, defund the police. The governor thinks that's a poor use of words. So what, what's he talking about? What is he uh, putting into this argument, Doug? Well, the, the, the idea is that uh, there has to be changes in uh, policing methods um, that grew out of the, the problems that we're having now. And I think the governor is absolutely right about uh, uh, the defund police being a really poor choice of words. It's going to come back to haunt people. Um, it's it's already been co-opted by uh, uh, the opponents of this idea, saying that uh, uh, defund the police means they want to do away with police departments. So, well, that's not going to happen. Uh, but the problem for the the people who are supporting the idea of uh, changes in police tactics and and uh, more police accountability is that. They have to explain the fact that defund police doesn't mean that. And there's an old adage among in, in politics that if you're explaining, you're losing because uh, people aren't going to pay that close of attention to it. Nonetheless, uh, there are any number of calls for uh, uh, police reforms, police accountability. Uh, Attorney General Kwame Raoul has uh, uh, promoted the idea that he has promoted in the past without success. Uh, licensing uh, police officers, uh, 
certainly the state uh, is involved in licensing any number of uh, professions uh, that don't involve the ability to uh, uh, use lethal force uh, uh, as part of the job. And uh, so the, the question is, if you have uh, licensing of police officers, you can uh, better track the bad ones and make sure that if they are disciplined or dismissed from uh, one department, they can't uh, sneak around and get on with another department without anybody knowing about their background. Right. And uh, I did I, I did hear the governor say he was for uh, he was certainly looking at that, which uh, that would be a big move uh, uh, just because it's so different from the way things operate now. And you have so many police departments uh, in Illinois, you know, uh, at, at so many different levels. Yeah, it depends on just how much uh, support there is out there. Obviously, there's a whole lot of um, momentum going right now for to make changes and, and possibly some uh, very substantive changes that wouldn't have been possible uh, even a couple of years ago. Uh, so certainly the, uh, the people who are behind this uh, uh, effort to get more police accountability see that uh, they have to... Uh, to act now and, and take advantage of this momentum because uh, we have a history in, uh, in this country and in the state uh, when the immediate crisis passes, uh, things uh, die down and are forgotten. Right. And as I'm, I'm reading from a Doug Finke story right now that Governor Pritzker said the need, state needs to focus on police accountability, criminal justice reform and investment in impoverished communities in response to Black Lives Matter protests in the state and country. So uh, obviously, uh, that's what some people are talking about when they say defund police. They also mean, uh, and, and the governor used to talked about mental health situations and you know how uh, he said Illinois is ahead of a lot of other states in having people trained in dealing uh, with mental health situations when uh, treatment is the appropriate response as opposed to an arrest and a and a jailing. Um, but a lot of other states are not there, and that's the kind of thing he he said needs to be emphasized. Um, all of which is made difficult when you have uh, budget difficulties and a pandemic going on at the same time. Uh, no, nobody ever said the job was going to be easy, did they? <laughs> it, it, it certainly has not this year. Speaking of um, uh, social distancing, for example, uh, the governor has come under some fire from uh, the Republican Party of Illinois. With pictures of him joining uh, in some uh, demonstrations and conversations. Uh, he, he wears a mask, but he's also, generally speaking, but he's also uh, been in some crowds uh, in the wake of George Floyd's uh, passing and other uh, ongoing demonstrations concerning uh, police uh, community relations. Uh, and they say, hey, you tell us to stay, stay socially distant, but look at you. Yeah, and, you know, this has uh, been a... Uh ongoing theme with a number of Republicans, uh, Republican legislators and, and uh, even local officials. Uh, they've objected uh, to the economic uh, damage that's been caused by uh, the governor's responses to trying to control the, the pandemic. Um, and, uh, you know, this is, uh, again, a continuation of this whole uh, notion that is uh, uh, been advanced in the state, you know, that we have different regions that uh, should be able to react differently to uh, the, to the coronavirus. And, uh, you know, if a downstate area is not showing the same level of uh, 
infections that other areas are, that uh, they should be allowed to reopen earlier and bring their economies back earlier. And uh, the fact that the governor is, uh, uh, you know, and, and Pritzker has, uh, has done all these things in the sense of advancing the idea of uh, social distancing and, and uh, using face masks and, and preventing the spread of the virus. And then, uh, the, you know, the Republicans see him participating in these demonstrations and saying that, uh, look, you're, you're violating your own standards. And, uh, uh, you know, so if, if you can do it in the name of demonstrating on behalf of police accountability, why can't uh, businesses reopen and, and do it in the name of economic recovery? Um, Pritzker draws a distinction uh, saying that, uh, you know, these uh, demonstrators are, are practicing their First Amendment rights, uh, which is a, a, a different category than, uh, you know, businesses reopening. Yeah, well, it's uh, and 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 Pritzker also said, you know, it's sometimes you just have to get out and express your feelings. And he does uh, seem to care very deeply about these kinds of issues and is not shy about uh, expressing uh, his views that the Black Lives Matter crowd and he uh share share goals and that, he, that he's part of that and you know he's run on that kind of the from the time he was a candidate so we'll see where it goes um maybe i'll i'll finish off today we we recently lost a couple of former legislators larry walsh who was a former state senator who uh, became i think for 13 or 14 years the uh, county executive up in will county and uh, he succumbed to cancer i think and then art berman uh, from I think Skokie, uh, kind of the North Shore of, of Chicago, uh, was 85 years old and passed uh, this last week. And he was, uh, I guess, a, some very glowing words for him from State Senator Andy Menar uh, of Bunker Hill in Macoupin County, because Menar used to be um, uh, on staff at the Senate, was actually chief of staff to former Senate president. And uh, worked with Art Berman a lot on education because Berman was one of those people who uh, just knew the education funding formula well. That's something that was updated and upgraded uh, through efforts of uh, Senator Menar and others. And uh, for whatever you think of legislators, some of them, like an Art Berman, just specialize in something and have, have a long-lasting impact. Yeah, and one of the things uh, about Berman in particular is he was uh, one of the early advocates for changes in the way the state uh, fund schools. He was a uh, an advocate for the uh, idea that the states live up to the provision in the Constitution uh, that some people interpret as the state should be providing at least half the uh, uh, the money for the uh, uh, public education. Uh, I don't think that's ever been the case, or it's ever survived in court. But I mean, uh, there was uh, uh, he was an early advocate uh, of that sort of thing. We've seen that come to fruition. Uh, through the revised school funding formula, at least to a degree where we're going to uh, uh, close the funding gap between the rich and the poor districts uh, through this new formula. So um, uh, I can see where Senator Menar, who is a champion of that, uh, probably drew some inspiration from Senator Berman. He did indeed. Well, we will try to draw inspiration from all kinds of things and hopefully stay safe and watch news develop in amazingly fast ways these days nationally at the state level. Doug Finke, thank you for taking the time with me. This has been uh, Under the Dome. You can subscribe to this podcast at Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, or Stitcher. For Doug and myself, Bernie Schoenberg, thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you next week. 
Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.